Hello and welcome to a podcast about something. Today's podcast is an NFL Top 10 mock draft in, pre- in preparation for next week's NFL draft. My friend Calvin Houck is here. I'm here. And, uh, it's not he going to be here. just a mock draft. We're going to go <laughs> overall draft. Overall draft stuff. Yes, that's the main part. Though. Additional things that are yeah. happening in the draft. Exactly. Um, New England just... Made a huge trade. Brandon Cooks sent out to L.A. That's a couple weeks old by this point. We all kind of know what the what the thought is there. And I think a lot of people are jumping to conclusions about the impact of that. We'll get to that after we finish our little top ten mock. We're not going to do a whole mock draft. And no, the reason for that is, for that. A, there's not enough time for that. B, I don't think we have enough opinions for that to make it interesting. And C... I barely know the top ten. <laughs> I'm definitely not going to make it through 32. And C, a lot of people more experienced than us are saying that this draft, basically between 15 and pick 60, uh, you could probably, it's it's, very, it's splitting hairs at that point. Mm-hmm. It's splitting hairs at that point. So I think taking it outside of the top 10 uh, is kind of detrimental to holding your captivation, I guess. So, it's um, not going to hold my captivation. Yeah, that's I know. For sure. so, um, but obviously the stars of this draft are the Cleveland Browns. Before with we two jump picks. in, I just want a programming yeah. note. Uh, next week we will be on the Forward Pass Thinking uh, podcast. Super with, excited uh, for that. His name's Jonders. Um, I guess we're doing an Avengers draft. Uh, an Avengers NFL, NFL draft. Yeah, Eric uh, <laughs> Eric had the New York Giants as his pick. I'm sitting pretty at number two. I'm the linchpin of this I had, draft. Uh, I had Oakland, and I'm very uh, impressed with my pick. But uh, we're not going to get into our picks. We'll save that. Listen to his podcast. It's the Forward Pass Thinking uh, podcast. All right, very good. Uh, we'll we'll give that a plug at the end of the show as well. Yeah, uh, just to keep you abreast of the situation, so you can follow along with us, and also maybe become a new subscriber for Jonders as well. Um, he does a lot of interesting stuff over there. You know, so he does. He kills it. Um, apparently, he was on Conan recently. Is that's that is I'm that seeing. the truth? That's, that's what I saw on his Twitter. I haven't been able to actually check the. We Conan haven't confirmed that yet, but I mean, this it. guy's a pretty big pretty big deal. So. We're getting the opportunity to share our thoughts and our opinions with him and vice versa, and we're really excited for that. So, you know, without further ado, I think I'll just move into the analysis of this first pick. The Cleveland Browns obviously selecting number one. Um, Numero uno. Numero uno. Um, I have been a big Sam Darnold fan. I know the knocks on him. He turns the ball over. Um, Josh Allen isn't my favorite quarterback prospect. I know a lot of people are coming in and saying, one thing you have to understand about what these teams come out and they leak into the press. They all want that stuff out there, okay? Bill Belichick wants some of these rumors out there because Bill Belichick doesn't normally share anything. I think Bill Belichick so makes up his own rumors. There's an intricate game to be played in this lead-up to the draft. I mean, you know, Chicago played it last year. They kept all of their... work out for them? Yeah, well, the jury's out, all right? I'm, I'm optimistic as you a Bears still fan. still they could have gotten Trubisky at their normal time. I but. think they... Don't get me started on that. Anyway, Ryan Pace, I'm not his biggest fan right now, but let's let's finish this draft. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll climb on the, on the bandwagon after all. But... Point being is, a lot of these people, when you hear rumors like this, it's because these teams want this out there. The example I was using with Chicago was nobody really knew they were talking to Mitchell Trubisky. Mitchell Trubisky was seen as a maybe 5-10 to 10 draft pick uh, overall in that, maybe even slipping further because of his lack of experience, because of the record he had. He couldn't even beat out Marquise Williams, who's not even in the league right now. I so, uh, Mark, yeah, but that was the quarterback at Carolina right. before, and he went undrafted. I that so. Um, a lot of there was a lot of you know perspective knocks on Mitchell Trubisky and Chicago kept this buttoned up, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they trade up from three to two. They mortgage a, a third rounder 
They swap picks. Uh, it, it, it flabbergasted me, to be honest with you. However, I'm still flabbergasted. Um, yeah, me too. Gas I guess because not been I'm sitting here looking at third round mocks like a nerd, and oh yeah, Chicago doesn't have a pick because we oh, all we had to do is wait ten more minutes. We probably would have gotten Trubisky anyway. That's my opinion. I, I don't know what the insiders were saying, so I don't know what made him make that deal. However, all I will say is a lot of these teams, especially the New York Giants, there are a lot of people related to the New York Giants as far as potential draft moved on to the Giants yet? I haven't got my no, thoughts on No, but I'm just one. I'm setting the premise. Gotcha. And so what we'll do with this, I'm I'm not going to mention potential draft trades. That's way too confusing, especially if you have a, you know, a more layman knowledge of what's going on in in the draft world these days. We just that's want me, you to be here. caught up. We just want you to be caught up and know who the big prospects are, so, who yeah, the teams is, are important that are picking this at This is going to be Eric Heavy. He's he's going to be making the picks for us, and I'll just <laughs> give a few thoughts on it because I don't have time to do the research that he does. And I love this and, stuff. So. Yeah, and this is, this is his wheelhouse. Uh, when you want to go deep on Spider-Man, you come to Calvin. <laughs> NFL draft, you go to Eric. That's why we do it all, though, here. We That's do it all. That's why we do it all at a podcast about something. So if you got a sports... Sports Jones, we got it for you. If you got a superhero Jones, obviously we're going to be there for you too. We so. got other Joneses as well. Other Joneses Coming soon. Basketball Jones. Basketball Jones. <laughs> Chris Rock, White. Anyway, uh, you nerds will get that little Space Jam reference for you. But um, starting off with Cleveland, I just don't think they can go in a way other than Sam Darnold. He's the most proven quarterback prospect, even though he's got his knocks, his lack of experience. So here's my thing. I just think he's the most. He fits what Cleveland wants to do. And also, he doesn't have the pressure on him day one. No, because Tyrod. Because Tyrod Taylor's there, Tyrod's and there. I think Carlos these guys Hyde's really like Tyrod. Yeah, Carlos Hyde's there. You know, I, I my money was on Saquon Barkley before they made the mm-hmm. trade for or the signing of Hyde, but I think now they have Hyde. And don't forget Sa- about Duke Johnson. Duke Johnson. No, I'm being I'm being serious. A lot of people like no, him. no, no. I like Duke Johnson. You know, he's not a he's not an every down back. I mean, he he's great no. at what he does, and they. Can, they need to find interesting ways to use him. Which they, they started to do right. at, points yes. in, at points last season. And it I think Tyrod can help with that, too. Exactly. Um, with, some, with some speed stuff going both ways and some misdirection with the two of them. Um, and bringing him out of the backfield. I mean, he was probably their best receiver last year until Josh Gordon came back. Yes, I, I completely agree with that. I had the experience it's of watching really him. not really much, but... He, he's good. He's very good. We're, we're still talking about an 0-16 team here. Correct. Um, but we're also talking about a guy that had to take passes from Deshaun Kaiser, who is yeah. no longer a starting so, quarterback, and he's not even on the team anymore. Back to Darnold for a minute. Okay. My thing with Darnold is they're, they're saying the same things about him that they said about Sanchez, that they said about Liner, that they said about... Who's the other one? Barkley. It's... I, I don't get what it is about USC quarterbacks that people are just like... He's going to be good because he went to USC, okay. and they very rarely pan out. Carson Palmer was good, then he got hurt. Carson Palmer was great. It, I mean, yeah, he, his was more injury-laden than, than these mm-hmm. other guys, but Liner didn't work out. Sanchez, butt fumbles. Matt Barkley, <laughs> uh, he's somewhere on Chicago's Barely roster right now. No, he's not. He's not anymore. No, he's, I think he's still a backup in San Francisco. There he we he go. left after starting a few games for the Bears. Yeah. But anyway, go ahead. So so that that's my thing. Like Everybody falls in love with these USC guys, and, and Darnold is more lauded than Sanchez or Barkley, Barkley was, mm-hmm. um, but everybody loved Leinart probably as much, if not more, than... Who's this guy again? Darnold? Same difference. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and I just, I, I don't get the love affair with these guys because they went to USC. They've got to be drafted and they've got to be good because they're at USC. Um, 
SC quarterbacks, yes, I, I that is a completely valid argument. It, it's not that they, it's for, not that he's not good because I don't know that I didn't watch him enough. Yeah, but I, I just get the feeling that it, it's this automatic. He went to USC. He's a first rounder. I, and see, I don't agree with that either because you know they had starters that were, you know, not necessarily first round material, and they and they went undrafted or they went in the late rounds. John David Booty, for example, after Leinart left. Yeah, stop laughing at his name, all right? I'm not um, laughing at his name. I'm <laughs> laughing at him as a football player. But he, he ended up spending a few years in the league. It's not like every single so guy that Tebow. takes that takes snaps at quarterback for Tebow, the Trojans. Tebow, I love you if you're listening. <laughs> that takes snaps for the Trojans is automatically anointed. It's just that, you know, the body of work. And, yes, SC was, I would say, probably a little disappointing this year. However, there was a an exodus of talent away from the roster this year that if some of those guys would have been able to stick around for some reason, that SC probably would have been very good. Okay, so Sam Darnold has a problem with holding on to the football. Okay, and he's thrown some interceptions. That comes with being a 20-year-old kid. That comes oh, yeah. with being a 20-year-old kid. However, his that. measurables and his arm strength, I think his pro day went exceptionally well for him. There's a reason so many people like him in the top five. I mean... It's not like this guy is a late first-rounder that's stealing no. first-round accolades. This guy's got talent. And I think in the correct situation where he has a chance to sit, where he has a chance to sit for a year, at least a year, maybe even two, let's just say the Browns are successful and have some trajectory going up and they want to keep Taylor around for a year or two. Yeah, but the, the other side of that is they go 0-5 and they have to start him in Game 6. I'm not, or I'm not hating that either. I'm not hating that either. You know, I think Darnold's yeah, ready Darnold for whatever. Stand up to that? I think he can. I think he's physically ready to stand yeah, up. You've for watched Darnold more than I have. I don't know I if have, he's so development, you, know. you know, developmentally ready for that. Um, so I, I think more so than when you look at Josh Allen's accuracy issues, when you look at, um, you know, the fact that he didn't play against supreme talent. When you look at the fact said that, that about Wentz, they said that I'm about all aboard the Wentz way. I know. I'm just saying, if you had to ask me, if I'm the, if I'm GM Dorsey for uh, for the Browns, I'm probably going to lean toward the guy that competed on a higher level and has the measurables and the arm strength to boot rather than the dude who's got so many questions and who, frankly, played at Wyoming. I'm not I'm not downplaying that. Like, Carson that Wentz Wyoming? is Wyoming. Do you hear that, Wyoming? <laughs> He's coming after you. Carson Wentz is... is, is Basically, my prime example of being wrong about well, that. Well, yeah, and but, I mean, there, there's always exceptions to the rules, and, you know... Five years ago, people would have said Joe Flacco is the exception to the rule, but nobody would say that now. I mean, if you're if you're hell-bent on keeping Tyrod Taylor for his, the duration of his two-year contract, take Josh Allen, because that's a guy you're going to want to keep on the right, bench for two years, and you can develop him. However, if you want a guy that can come in and play and be competitive right now, I think Darnold's got that edge. So I'm going Darnold number one to Cleveland. Darnold number one to yeah. Cleveland? Put it so, on the board. On the clock, the New York football giants. Who you got going there? Um... Well, I just want to lead into this pick saying that yeah, yeah, there's a yeah. lot of ways the Giants could go with this. And they hold the linchpin. And a lot of people in the media are saying this already, that pretty much the whole first round, the first top 10, top 12, top 15 even picks could go. Top 30. By the way, could go by the way of where the Giants select. I right. mean, you're talking about a lot, a lot of the trade Giants, options for the Giants. They could trade down, obviously. But uh, from all reports... The uh, GM Gettleman uh, in New York is not really prone to trading down. He never really has in the past. Yeah, they just got this um, crazy thing going on with Odell too, which who knows if they're actually looking to trade him or not. And it's yeah, that's it, that's, that's kind of for uh, after. I think yeah. his relevance to the draft, and we'll talk about that. 
obviously because, you know, a lot of people like to think them and New England are connected in some way. I don't believe it. And so we'll get to that later. But with the Giants, they could go quarterback to shore up Eli, who's obviously getting old. You know, I mean, you want some guy for the future, and this seems like the draft to get a guy for the future. However, a lot of people have come out and said, this new coach, Pat Shermer, he's committed to Eli. Maybe he doesn't want to to go quarterback. He maybe wants to keep the heat off Eli and make him comfortable for the next couple of years. Because look at Drew Brees, 39. Look at Tom Brady. He's going to be playing at 41 this year. Um, Brady's going to be playing at 61. <laughs> probably with this new workout he's got going on. But It's all avocados, man. Let's just say they hold firm and they don't draft a quarterback. All of, Who you, you know, I got Bradley Chubb. Bradley Chubb. Bradley Chubb, the edge rusher out of North Carolina State. Uh, terrific, yeah, they traded away JPP. Um, right? I think the Browns, yeah, they traded away yeah. JPP. They'll need a guy uh, significantly cheaper. They, they brought in a running the, back yeah. at, with Jonathan Stewart. I, the Giants he, are known for running backs by committee. <laughs> yeah. The Giants they, are known they, they for having running backs by committee. They Tiki have Barber had. was their last every down guy. Yeah. What was that, 10 years ago? Which, you know what, another guy that could go here, but I don't see it really because I think the value of defense, uh, especially at pass rusher this early in the draft, if we're not doing trades, um, we're not doing something consequential to the rest of the first round, um, I think Chubb's the safe pick for the Giants here. And he's the healthy pick. And Cleveland, probably in a perfect world, would like Chubb to last a four. Right. But I don't think it goes here. I think no, if no Giants Saquon don't Barkley trade. To the Giants. Like you said, I, I, I haven't I don't know seen how that you pass trend. Up on Saquon Barkley. Yeah, but it's, all I'm saying, okay, let's let's take a look. You Calvin haven't seen Cook that goes down in Minnesota. With, trend with Fournette and Dalvin Cook and Ezekiel Elliott. Elliott. Yes, I have. However, um, not as high as two. And I, I guess, guess, but you pick where you pick. Yes, I know. We're splitting hairs here. But my point is is that the Giants in the past haven't really been a team to commit no, to running they back. Really care. They need a defensive player to make up for the one they just got a couple of picks back for. That's true. Um, so I just, I'd, I'd have to go Chubb you know, if there's go no Sha- trade. Shaquem Griffin, get another guy with no hand to, to come with, <laughs> take JPP's I'm place. done with this UCF crap. Okay, I'm done. I'm done with it. So anyway, I got the Giants. If they hold tight. I think they're going to go safe, go pass rusher here, get better on defense, and plan for the future there on that side of the ball, having their little cornerstone in Bradley Chubb. Bradley so, Chubb, pick two to the Giants. Yes. So third on the clock is the New York New Jets. New York Jets traded up. They with, traded up uh, to Indy, with Indy with which has confused me for like the past two weeks. I'm sitting here trying to do all my thoughts. Have they had three for a long time? Yeah, almost a month now. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I seriously <laughs> thought Indy has had it. What? So they trade anything um, interesting? A lot of people are starting to say Baker Mayfield is going to be the guy here. No. Not in my opinion. It's got to be Rosen or Allen. Um, it's got to be Rosen they, or they Allen. Ha- they have and... their bridge quarterbacks, too. Literally, they have Teddy Bridgewater, who has a bridge in his name and could be a bridge. <laughs> and uh, one of them counts. Probably Josh. And one thing that... This was my biggest peeve here. When you bring up Bridgewater, you bring up McCown. There's already $25 million in cap space. Um, enlisted at the quarterback mm-hmm. position. You take a quarterback as high as number three, you're already adding another $7 million in cap space to your quarterback position. Two of those guys, which are not playing. You have $20 million in cap space sitting on your bench. So I really struggled with this, but I think the Jets are dead set on getting their the franchise Jets quarterback. Smart, and that's why you trade up to three, because they want a quarterback, and they want a quarterback, and they want to make sure, even though... They just one want of, one all of, the quarterbacks. One of them would fall to them at six anyways, but the, the, the Jets don't, I don't think, think like rational one teams One that they think. would want would fall to six if they were still there. 
you it, you don't think if they're there, they could get Allen or Rosen still? I, I mean, they I obviously think I settle think, for Mayfield. Yeah, but I I think they obviously want a particular one, and that's what they're holding out for. Right. Um, I like Rosen here. If they're going to go quarterback, I love Rosen here. I think he fits the market. I think uh, the fans will kind of start to gravitate to him a little bit. Yes, he's a little rough around the edges as a personality, um, which, in my opinion, is way overblown. I mean, you're just talking about a really smart kid who plays a really intelligent position, who's played on a very average football team that made them a little bit... continue to play on a very average football team, For the foreseeable future. But um, I think he's a dude that has been doing this all his life. He's a lot bigger than people seem. I mean, he's he's like at least 6'3". He's 220. I mean, he's yeah. no... It's not like he's coming in a string bean. He just looks smaller than Allen or well, Darnold. Well, he's stretched out. He's stretched yeah. out more than Darnold is. And, you know, he's got this amazing release. I don't know if you watch him really play. Yeah, I've watched Rosen, and he, I like what I've seen from Rosen. He's very fun to watch when he's hot. And i got to tell you, his intelligence level... I mean, it's just yes. then Eric thinks Josh Rosen is hot. Um, Write that down. <laughs> but anyway, Josh Rosen, I think... In my opinion, he's the best quarterback in this draft. I agree, and that's so, why I, for I'm, Cleveland, I would yeah. lean towards him, but you went into Darnold and all that. But I'm also in that Jim Mora camp when Jim Mora started getting in trouble in the national media where he said Darnold would go, I would take, if I were Cleveland, I'd take Darnold over my own guy, Rosen. That's because he because knows, he's he knows a better Rosen. Fit. Well, he doesn't want Rosen to be suffering in Cleveland. <laughs> that's better, that's better, true. better suffering <laughs> yeah. in New York that's, than suffering in Cleveland. He's just like, I got your back, Josh. I'm not going to let you go to Cleveland, all right? Um However, Cleveland, I'm sorry, I do think there are better days ahead, and I think this draft is going to have a lot to do with it. Yeah, so, Cleveland um, made a lot of good offseason moves, too, that'll, that'll help. Let, let's go into, so we got pick three, Cleveland. Josh Rosen, pick four. Pick Cleveland, four, Cleveland? Cleveland Browns. Like I said, uh, with these two quarterbacks off the board already, you could be starting a They're run. are going to go for another quarterback. You could. You could trade back if you were them, but like I said, I'm not going to uh, delve I, into I that. I would do that. And I think that the allure, now that Bradley Chubb's off the board at New York, um, I think Saquon Barkley becomes too much for the... Um, you, go, you go Barkley the, over O-line? I go over O-line because uh, I'm a little partial to where have, I want this have, draft to go. <laughs> However, you don't I have do Joe have, Thomas anymore. You, no, you don't have Joe Thomas anymore. And I don't think that they're in, in the top four. You don't have a replacement for Joe Thomas anymore. There's no there? left tackle replacement in this draft. I've got, I've got no There's a guard there. On, uh, There's a guard there that I love. Line. However, we'll get to him a little bit later. Um, I think they go with Saquon Barkley. I think they go Saquon. I think they just go dynamic on offense. Now you're talking about... I think you could play Hyde and Barkley and Johnson interchangeably. And even two on the field at the same time. Yeah, because I don't think you want Duke Johnson lining up in the backfield on every play. No. He he is closer to Percy Harvin than he is to Dalvin Cook. Yes. You know? So if you have him in the slot coming in jet motions or, you know, motioning out of the backfield rather than staying in the backfield, Mm -hmm. he's going to be more useful than trying to run between the tackles. That's where I think, um, you know, even Barkley can catch the ball out of the backfield. He becomes Mm -hmm. a dynamic threat in that that sense as well. Um, But just listen to me list these weapons now if they go one and four. This is your depth chart now. Quarterback is Taylor and Darnold. Not bad, okay? Your running back depth chart is now... Barkley, Hyde, and Johnson. Johnson. Your receivers are now Landry and Gordon and whoever else they want to throw in there. Doesn't matter. Your tight end is David Njoku, who I think is very he's underrated. Very yeah, he's he is very, very athletic. I think he's got a lot of growing to do, but I think 
with a good quarterback. And I think and, I've heard know, they're looking for tight ends later in the draft, too. To, to shore that Because up. everybody wants two tight ends. Yes, You've got exactly. to be able to run two you tight ends. You have to run it. And now Carlos Hyde comes into play for them. As a two, you know, you go double set. Carlos Hyde's a guy that can carry the load down the stretch mm-hmm. if you've got a short lead. So um, Cleveland could become very Cleveland, dynamic don't get too on hopeful offense. On that. You might not have a lead. But having an offense in that division where the defenses are traditionally uh, above average mm-hmm. is, is a big deal. So um, I think that this gives them a lot of different opportunities, especially, you know who the offensive coordinator now is in Cleveland? It's Todd Haley, the old Steelers offensive coordinator. Oh, yeah. All those big numbers in Pittsburgh, I mean, he's going to figure out a way to get these guys rolling. I got a lot well, of faith and, in him. You know, I'm not a big he's, fan he's of his, but want, he's very good at his job. He's going to want somebody like Le'Veon Bell, which Saquon Barkley is. He is. Carlos Hyde is not somebody like Le'Veon Bell. I mm-hmm. mean, Carlos Hyde is, he's a good running back. He, he can run, he can catch a little. Mm-hmm. He's not Le'Veon Bell, Alan Kamara, no Ezekiel Elliott type. Yeah, so David Johnson. Yeah, so uh, they're going to go with a guy that's more versatile that can carry the load and is also a big dude and dynamic. Saquon um, Barkley. Killing, I will say this: killing my San Francisco and Jimmy Jesus hopes of him <laughs> falling all the way to nine. Um, I will say this as a disclaimer before we move on to number five. Um, I think if Cleveland passes on Barkley here, he could fall out of the top ten. I don't think there's another team. Yeah, really, I mean, besides it, it, Denver, it if they're really, not well, Denver in love, Denver did just release C.J. Anderson. They did, so. um, but they've got Booker Denver could and, take him. I just and even Indy could look at him, kick the tires a little bit. He could go anywhere. I just I think there are bigger needs in some of the teams in the later top ten that they might pass on paying the running back that much well, money. Yeah, I think Andrew Luck, because that that was my thing was Indy. If Barkley falls to Indy, Indy has to take him. But I'm pretty sure. Andrew Luck may murder the entire front office if there's not an offensive line to protect him, provided he can actually throw a ball at any point in the near future. <laughs> and I wouldn't blame him for it either. Yeah. I'd, I'd acquit him if I was in that jury. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, moving on to number five, though, we got the Denver Broncos. Right. Pick four, well, Saquon pick, Barkley, yes. Browns. All right. Going to the five, five. Broncos. Number five, um, Aqib Tlaib was just um, I was say, he's not let off this to the Rams. Hang on. Like I said, I'm going to preface these. Aqib Tlaib, um, in a salary cap move, traded to uh, good move. traded to the Rams. Uh, yeah, good move. Uh, guy's late in his career, but he's still got elite-level talent. He good just move comes, on both sides. Yeah, great move on the, both sides. Denver kind of moving on, trying to mm-hmm. do something different. Rams, and they Rams realize, going for it this year. They realize there's a bevy of corners in this draft that, that, can, that can make up the space. Maybe not as good as Tlaib at this point in time, but guys that can develop and be competitive right away. Um, which is why I lean Denzel Ward here. Uh, I know that they just went offense. A lot of people say, oh, well, you just said if Cleveland doesn't draft Barkley, why don't they get Barkley? Um, well, I just think that they want to make up the edge on defense a little bit. John Elway kind of likes to spend more money on defense, maybe use his picks a little bit higher on defense. I think that's why he went after Case Keenum in free agency. Uh, Case Keenum yeah. is going to make about, what, 18 to 20? He's going to make 20 this year? No, I think it's 18 is the number yeah, it's, he, it's he's going to make. Bad. and. So that's a that's a significant step up from what they were paying their quarterbacks in years past. So you have to make up the difference, I guess, between your offense and defense in terms of salary cap. Um, and I think that's why they kind of leaned Denzel Ward here at number five, another guy CB that could QB. tumble out of the out of the top ten if maybe Denver doesn't pick him take, here. Take a later round quarterback to uh, yes. Although I have heard in Case some Kingdom's in some Lynch. spaces that John Elway hasn't completely given up on Paxton Lynch. He so he maybe should. I wasn't in love with him when he was in college. I'm certainly not in love with him now. I don't. I don't he's around a lot more than I am. So I don't think I've ever been in love with anybody from uh, Memphis. Memphis. <laughs> so 
Um, with that said, Denzel Ward, a very good, and a lot of people are making the Marshawn Lattimore comparison with him. Yeah. I think he can step in right away and be uh, an elite rookie, at least, if not an elite player in this league. And the guy is super athletic. Well, and Denver's got a good front seven fun to, to, watch. to help it. Like, he's exactly. not going to necessarily be left out on an island because exactly. they've got a pass rush that can, mm-hmm. I mean, you've got you put a guy in a and... comfortable situation like that. Right. It just it just exudes success. That's going to help. Let's take a quick break, and then we're going to come back now that we've gotten through five picks. we got Denzel Ward as pick five. Uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to move into pick six now. Eric's going to go back to his mock. We're on the Colts with the number six pick. Yes, the Indianapolis there? Colts. Hopeful Andrew Luck can come back yeah. uh, from yeah. his shoulder injury. Um, I'm optimistic, at least. Yeah, I just think Brissett can hold his own. And he can hold his own. Um, a I think for a minute. Uh, Indianapolis has a lot of needs, obviously. I mean, they started at number three before making a, a great trade with the Jets. Um, uh, I think they go Roquan Smith at uh, Roquan. the linebacker from Georgia here. Um, this guy, he's like screaming up draft boards, even though he was already mocked at like 9 to 12 when he's, it all began. He's a began. Von Miller type. But know? everybody's he's been talking about this good. dude, and like the more and more people get into his tape, like, they start to realize, holy crap, this guy's special. It's like that and, movie Draft Day. Yeah, with, if there uh, weren't so many quarterbacks in this draft, he'd go top five Foster. easy. Yeah, right? I mean, Vontae Davis, was that his name? Vontae no, Mack. Vontae Davis is Vontae a real Mack. person. Vontae Mack. Vontae Mack was his name in Draft yeah. Day, right? All right, Chadwick Boseman. Um, is that Chadwick? <laughs> that was Chadwick, yeah. I'm going to go Chadwick. back and watch that. Yes, that's not that a was. very good movie. That's a good bad movie. If that's you didn't good... listen to the last episode, that's a good <laughs> bad movie. You know that we just talked about those qualifies as a good bad movie. What's Sorry that? to go off topic for a minute. <laughs> Hitch would qualify under our. Would it though? Yeah, six point six on IMDb. All right. Yeah, I guess that would qualify. It, our, it would qualify under our rating. That was still a popular movie though. I love Hitch. Yeah, anyway, how let's can move you on. Anyway, go. when we do good bad movies part two, <laughs> Hitch is definitely on the list. Yeah. So the Vonte Mack of this draft is Roquan Smith, yeah. the linebacker. Cle- out of Cleveland's Georgia. making moves right now to get him. Yeah, to right. get a third um, top five pick. Listen, we're still a few. We're still more than a week away from this draft, and it would not surprise me more if this guy seeped into the top five, maybe even to Cleveland's peripheral at number four. Yeah, potentially, um, because this guy is so talented. Giants the way he moves from sideline to sideline, and the way he was so dominant, even in the college football playoff, and keeping his team in the game on defense was, um, in my opinion, he was just a spectacle to watch on the field. So, I think Indianapolis, if everything falls the way it does, I don't think they can resist the stability. That he has with uh, that they have with Brooklyn Smith, so um, I like that. You know, yeah. my my only notes on this were if if Barkley's available, I, I think it's got to be him. Yeah, just no, I agree with you. Just because that, I mean, how long are you going to trot out Frank Gore's rotting corpse? He's in Miami now, buddy. He is. Yes. When did that See, happen? This is why I run the football podcast. What? Here. When did that happen? <laughs> uh, about two weeks ago. Well, so. Miami have fun with the rotting corpse of Frank Gore. He's not a rotting corpse. That he's, guy is a he's not a lively corpse. I'm sorry. He listen. He will be he's, 800 he's to 1,000 yards this year. He can. He can be productive. He he's a good pickup for the Dolphins, and uh, and you know what? A good release for the Colts. Yes, they are going in a different direction. And if Barkley does, Marlon Max a good six. good player too. He he did some good things. Fantasy sleeper. Well, don't give away your secrets yet. Yeah, I'm already do doing it. We'll Sorry, do you heard it here pod. first. I, I had him on my roster last year, just in case Frank Gore got hurt, which apparently after two ACL injuries in Miami, he can't when he was get in college, hurt he can't get impossible. hurt anymore. Yeah. yeah, his knees are made of solid titanium now, yeah. So, which is why he's still running, I guess. I guess so, yeah, he's not actually riding because <laughs> so, titanium doesn't run. Moving rot. on to number seven, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Wait, Colts. What? Colts, Roquan Smith, Colts, linebacker Roquan Smith, Georgia. pick six. Number seven, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
They are atrocious in the secondary. Yeah, they're kind of atrocious. You still everywhere. have a guy, and I don't care if he hears this or not. I had to watch his. I doubt he's listening. I had to watch his ass in Chicago just get beat on every play on the back end. Chris Conti. He was a third yeah. round draft pick out of Cal. I had no idea who this guy was when the Bears picked him up in the draft. Somehow he made it all the way through his first contract. Lovey Smith gets fired, and he goes to Tampa Bay. Somehow he catches on at Tampa Bay. Go figure. And then, go figure, he's getting beat in Tampa Bay. Go ahead and watch the tape. Every time the Bucks got beat in the secondary, number 23 was three yards behind the play, probably falling down or missing the batted ball. Gators had or, a guy like that for oh, three years. Uh, this guy Brian, used to Brian Poole, who, uh, he's on the Falcons now. He's actually playing pretty well for the Falcons, but every every time somebody was beat deep, I was like, I bet Brian Poole's running after him. Mm-hmm. Nine times out of ten, you Brian hear Poole's something? trailing. You want to hear something funny? I went my my the only Bears game I've ever been to at Soldier Field. I was watching Bears Lions, and the Lions ended up winning that game. Sorry, shout out JP. JP. All right, fine. Um, but it was still a great game. It was it was awesome getting to watch. I got to watch Sue, Calvin Johnson, Stafford, all these guys on the field. You know, Marshall, Jeffrey, You know, all these dudes on the field. Ebron. Anyway, Chris Conti is a guy that I famously did not like. Even going into that game, this was five years ago. Did not like the guy. He returned a pick for a touchdown in that game. Eric still doesn't like him, by the way. Guys, if you haven't <laughs> he returned a pick for a touchdown to maybe eat crow in my only game at Soldier Field. So I can't. <laughs> so you're thinking the positive, safety I'll say for the Bucks here. To thinking safety here for the Bucks. They, Making mean, Fitzpatrick. They've, they've got their corners are good. Mm-hmm. You got Vernon Hargraves. Yeah. Who's should be great. great. Great pick. Should be great. Mm-hmm. He's not because not the yet. rest of their defense. It's hard. For the rest of their secondary has mm-hmm. issues. They're you know they got Levante David who is very good. Yeah. Um. Their their D line is good. Their secondary is not. Brent Grimes is okay. I don't know if he's still as with the team. Did he, did he sign an extension? No I have to look I that did, up. I didn't even know Frank Gore was in Miami. Josh, can you look that up for us? <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah. So, so who, was, who was the safety? Um, Minka Fitzpatrick. Minka Fitzpatrick. From? versatile DB from Alabama. Ah. Um, I think his his physical play, the guy, the guy can just flat out play football. He is a physical presence with speed in the middle of the field. He can play center field if you want. Um he can come down and play the run, in my Josh opinion. Josh was telling me that when you first Google Brent Grimes, the first auto-suggest is Brent Grimes' wife. Because she's insane. That's, yeah. I watched her. Anyway, go, go on. Um, but, you know, that's I, I don't have a whole lot more on, on that. I just think that it's very simple that Tampa Bay needs to use this defensive back heavy early draft and just get one of these best players available. And I think if the draft is going to go the way that I think it is in this particular mock, Mika Fitzpatrick is the fit, and he's the guy that needs to come in and roam for the Buccaneers in the secondary in the future. So, uh, Mika Fitzpatrick, pick number seven, lock it in, Alabama. Lock it in, Fitzpatrick. I'm getting from Josh here that uh, Grimes, March 12, 2018, signed a one-year deal with the Bucs for $10 million. Oh, so, so he will be there, and he obviously he's coming at elite money, or yeah. semi-elite I mean, he's I think if you put him as number two... That's yeah, where he fits. He's old, and so Especially I think adding up. Fitzpatrick to that secondary adds both, you know, and bringing back uh, Grimes brings back experience and youthful athleticism as well. Oh, yeah. So I think that... Uh, Love you know, the youthful athleticism. Drew Brees better be watching some tape. Cam Newton better be watching some tape. Matt Ryan. I mean, they, they got to get better. I mean, those are three elite quarterbacks in this league, yeah. and I think for the Bucks to pass up this defensive back strength in the draft this yeah, early... My, my only note mistake. here was maybe go line again... I don't know what's out there for O line. So you got you got to 
<laughs> I, I, I get to talk too, Eric. Um, you got to protect Jameis at some point. Um, I, I guess, too, if Barkley is somehow still available, you got to go for him because they haven't had a, a good running back situation recently. Mm-hmm. And I pretty much think anytime after five, if Barkley's available, you have to take you him. You got to kick the tires on him. Yeah. At least, um, so th- those are my only thoughts. Uh, but you're probably more right. Um, I just I just think it's the way your salary cap's going to be structured uh, in in regard. You know, a lot of teams try to keep it even between offense and defense. Unless you have one elite player like a quarterback, you can afford some lesser pieces on the offensive side of the ball to make the defense stronger, or vice versa. You know, so um, I I don't know exactly Tampa Bay's. Cap situation. All I know is that they have they got a weakness. Brian for ten million for one year. <laughs> All I know is that they uh, is that they have a weakness in the secondary, and they have a lot of elite quarterbacks in that division. And I think they're going to need to get more competitive if they're going to com- compete in the uh, NFC South. All this right, year. pick so, seven, Fitzpatrick, Tampa Bay Bucks. Pick eight, my Bears, near, near and dear to my heart. I'm not my heart, your heart. Yeah, uh, my Bears, Chicago um, Bears. I want to desperately. Get a running mate for my nasty, who I hope one day to be my friend, Kyle Long. <laughs> I don't Kyle Long, um, he is Kyle, the Pro Bowl guard. Us, but. He is the Pro Bowl guard of the Chicago Bears. Uh, he was drafted in the first round out of Oregon. And um, he has just been a nasty mauler when he's been able to be healthy. Now, he's had some unfortunate injuries. Um, the Bears have Jordan Howard. They've got a new quarterback in Trubisky. They're breaking him in. I like that Tariq Cohen, too. Um, Tariq Cohen, the human joystick, uh, potato salad, or chicken salad. Chicken salad is what they like to call him. Sorry. That's what their name is for him. It's kind of funny. Never heard that. Um, by the way, if you're a Fortnite person, and I'm not, but I just I follow these guys on Twitter. Yeah, Kyle Long it. and Tariq Cohen are constantly playing Fortnite and posting about it on Twitch. So Ben Simmons. So if you like that, yeah. So, you ever see that Ben Simmons when he uh, told what's his name that, like he didn't have to go to like he could just keep playing because they were playing the Hawks the next day. <laughs> that's funny. I think it was Carl. Like yeah, he was talking to Carl Anthony Towns. He was like, ah, you don't need to get any sleep. You that's some. Playing. That's some. Uh, you got the Hawks. That's tomorrow. some shade right there. Um, but I anyway, love the Sixers. I would. I would have loved for the Bears to end up with a Denzel Ward or a uh, Roquan Smith. Um, but I think if, gonna, those guys aren't if, gonna the, be if the draft happens like I say, well, and a lot of people agree with me and say that this particular individual is going to fall to eight. Quentin Nelson, the guard out of Notre Dame, mm-hmm. is by all accounts yeah, he could be the nastiest, any offensive lineman yet. the nastiest guy that come out in a decade. Like he is a potential ten year Pro Bowler. I know the hype is big. I know I get that, but for somebody to say this about a guard. And for somebody to go and take a guard and think of him so highly, as high as five to Denver, as high as maybe even four to Cleveland, or even two to New York, you know, I mean, I've seen different mocks take him up in that. And that that's just, that's high well, accolades. A lot, of, a lot of mocks out there just trying to get some uh, buzz around him, too. You oh, got to yeah, always I take know. that into account. I get that, too. The hot, the a lot of takes. it's clickbait. But, you know, for this guy to be considered as a guard, which isn't a glamorous position by any take. Okay, you're playing no. second man, and it's not like you're making left tackle money. But if you are elite, well, now, I, now I just money. said, the highest paid guard in the league in our last uh, NFL-related podcast, uh, we just had a guard sign for a contract uh, bigger than Trent Williams, who's the elite left tackle in also Washington. Also bigger than Trent Richardson. <laughs> so my point is, is... Some that, are eating chicken on a couch right now, probably. <laughs> my point at 260 pounds. My point is, is that guards are becoming more valuable the more athletic they become. This guy could play, 
probably a tackle position if he wanted to, if the need came. But he's a guard. And I'm thinking for Jordan Howard in Chicago, for Mitchell Trubisky, that interior protection. Yeah, this is this is one of the only places good pick for after five where Barkley doesn't fit. They've mm-hmm. got, I mean, unless you're planning on releasing Jordan Howard for some odd reason. Or trading him, which yeah. I've been seeing obscene rumors of the, somehow. The only reason you would do that is if Barkley falls to you, I would think. I mean, Jordan Howard is, he's bought into the Bears culture. He's bought in, and he's been a thousand-yard rusher each year he's been in this league. Um, Way to go, Jordan. Yeah, so this guy, he is, Eric's I consider guy him fancy team. top five running keeper. back. Yeah, I'm a, a terrible decision, bro. But. but my point is... That's why you're always in eighth place. You are... Um, Jordan Howard is the future on offense for this team to help Trubisky develop as a quarterback. When you have a guy that you know, just like you watched last year, the Bears, and I'm sorry to say this, they're playing with JV talent at receiver. Okay, And a quarterback. Play, playing with JV talent, a rookie quarterback. I mean, the poor kid had really no one to throw to. He's thrown into windows that are closed shut before he even makes his release. I mean... These guys can't get separation. Now, they go out and they get Allen Robinson. They go out and they get a Trey Burton. They go out and get a Taylor Gabriel. Okay? Now you get a guy that can shore up the protection on the interior. And you have a developing left tackle. You have a right tackle that you're hoping that can develop as well. Kyle Long should be healthy by the time you get back. They drafted well at center in the past couple of years. So you're, you're kind of looking for the pieces to come together. And that's why I think a lot of people were saying that the Bears could become last year's iteration of the Rams where they come from obscurity and kind of inch toward a playoff berth. I'm not particularly going go that, that far. far yet. I'm not. I'm being a realist here. I've seen way too many dismal seasons since 2010 to to be that optimistic about my Bears. But I will say they will be markedly better, and especially with this pick offensively. They will they will be a contender in the NFC North, maybe to the point, you know, going into week 14 in the playoff hunt even if they end up losing out in the end. I think there's a lot of growth to be had. And yeah, I think Quentin Minnesota Nelson has a chance is going to be, be tough to contend with in the exactly. NFC North. Exactly, and, and that's why I'm, I'm kind of reserving take, my expectations. Green Bay takes a step back. The Lions are there's, the Lions. In You know, Chicago, Chicago has a chance to try and grab a wild card spot. I don't think they can win the NFC no, North because no. Minnesota is very good. They're very, very good. That roster, top to yeah. bottom, is amazing. Um, um, especially with the addition of Cousins. And, and don't forget, Rodgers is coming back. And Stafford will always be in Detroit. But the Bears have what they had a top 10 defense last year. I mean, if they can keep things going, they they were able to retain Vic Fangio, the defensive coordinator, in the head coaching chains. Matt Nagy coming over from Kansas City, bringing that style of offense. He can do some interesting stuff. And it's it's exciting. It's exciting to say the least, and I'm hoping it works out. But I'm not going to be going into 2018 thinking, hey, Super Bowl shuffle here. It's not what I'm thinking. I think you should always be Super Bowl shuffle because it's just a great song. (laughs) Eight and eight ceiling. It's timeless. Right? Um, I would be very disappointed if we won less than seven. So um, well, you get two games against the Lions, so you get at least two. You got at least two there. No. Uh, so pick eight. Quentin Nelson guard. Quentin Notre Nelson Dame. guard. Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Moving on to my boys. My team for this year that I'm picking. I basically develop a new team each year because I have no allegiance to an NFL team. San Francisco. My boys. Jimmy Jesus. I've got faith. You got. You got my dual threat. Georgia Southern running backs there with Brita and uh, McKinnon. I like those guys. I really I, I do. I love those guys. Um, so who you got for San Francisco? Give me a receiver. Well, last year, last year they like went. Uh, they went with Solomon Thomas. All right, uh, no the rusher out of Stanford. Oh yeah. Um, that's who they were able to swindle the you Bears out of. Number three. More. Um, I think that just because there's a lot of upside with this guy that I chose at this pick. Strictly because he is 
Uh, he's 19 at this point in time. Uh, he was able to graduate high school early and Very do his three him. years. We're going to have to choose a new um, team by the end of this podcast. This Tremaine Edmonds at, out of Virginia Tech is intriguing because he is a he's an elite pass rusher. He's huge. He only stands to get bigger as his body continues to develop. He's still a teenager at this point. If he's not already 20, which, what's the difference? But by the time he takes the field, he's going to be 20 years old. By the time he's done with his first contract, he's going to be 23. Um, so not Calvin Ridley. You have an unlimited if you can develop him, which I have full faith in the Kyle Shanahan regime developing defensive players, uh, just because I know John Lynch is going to put together a strong culture there. It's really hurting um, my feelings that you're not saying Calvin Ridley. I'm not a fan. Calvin Ridley not, not this high. I think he's very good. And if that's Sam, your pick, Sammy, that's your pick. Sammy but, Watkins wasn't a fourth pick, but oh, look where that got off wall, I guess. Do you want Des Bryant as a receiver if you're a 49ers yes. closet fan? I'm not closet. So I'm open maybe about there, my maybe San Francisco. Maybe a lot can happen fandom. within the next week. I'm just saying. That's but true. Dez is out there. Dez is out there. Dez, I'm thinking if there's no trade back, because look who's still on the board. Cal Ridley's right? still on the board. There's still Baker Mayfield on the board. They don't need a quarterback. They don't, which is why I'm saying we're not doing trades right now. See, but there's also so that Buffalo possibility. trades up. But if we had to make a pick, pick, then maybe you're looking at Ridley. If we had to make a pick, I mean, you want these guys that can close in dudes like Russell Wilson that can add pressure to Jared Goff. No, okay. You want to be able to keep your thumb on Arizona. You want pass rushers. I'm not worried about Arizona. Especially, you get the second best pass rusher in the draft at number nine. And I'm, I mean, normally pass rushers go top five or six. And I, I think just the value pick there, and there's a lot of ways they could go. They could go Derwin James. They could go in a lot of different directions. But I just don't think there's anybody there with the potential that they would want to see that can play the position they want them to play. Everyone else heard Eric picked Calvin Ridley, number no, nine, to San not. Francisco. I picked Tremaine Edmonds, the edge rusher out of Virginia Tech, which, honestly, as a Bears fan, if it if it folded record, out that way, I'd be okay with it. Him and Leonard Floyd on opposite ends, I would be very okay with that. Very okay with that, even though Quentin Nelson's my boy. I want that dude on this offense mauling people for Jordan Howard. But if I had to settle for Tremaine Edmonds... I don't know how much of, of settling that would be. So Okay, so pick nine, San Francisco, actually Tremaine Edmonds, not mm-hmm. Calvin Ridley for whatever reason. <laughs> pick right. ten, Oakland. This is going to be the last, uh, the last mock last pick. Last pick of the mock. Some, uh, some Oakland, John Gruden, afterwards. the fighting Grudens, um, wants to bring an Chucky. edge. They call him Chucky. Wants to, wants to bring an edge to this team, and I think the guy that I have selected for this is a dude that can do that. I mean, he's a straight-up baller, Okay. Tremaine um, Edmonds, because he's going to still be available because <laughs> Calvin Ridley was would, taken. Hey, I guarantee you uh, Khalil Mack wouldn't hate having that pressure off him on the backside. So, um, But anyway, Oakland's had some troubles in the secondary over the past few years, okay? Um, they've had some trouble giving up. I mean, obviously, if Phillip Rivers in that division, you've got, uh, you know, Case Keenum is coming into that division. Um what, who am I missing here? Uh, Kansas City. You got Pat Derek Mahomes, Carr. who's got an amazing arm. Um, I'm talking about opponents. Oh, oh, yeah. Opponents. All right. That Pat Mahomes sense. is coming to that. You're going to want. And, be and listen, the Chiefs have been owning that division this past year. Travis Remember Kelsey. Old Snickers commercial with Travis the Chiefs. Travis Kelsey. Um, the, the guy was painting the thing, and he spelled out chefs instead of chiefs. I remember, <laughs> I remember that. Um, who are the chefs? But uh, what's his name? Tyreek Hill. He's is, good. Is also, you're going to need a guy in the back end of your secondary that can be athletic enough to hang with these dudes, bring them down when he's got to. Derwin you think James. Richard Sherman, Sherman can keep up with these young guns? Derwin James is my pick for Oakland. Um, the safety out of Florida State. I mean, a lot of guys were kind of... Listen, I had a little Twitter fight with a couple of guys I know. Somebody, somebody was 
comparing him to Sean Taylor, A, he's not as big, B, he's not as fast, C, he's not as healthy as Sean Taylor ever was. Um, however, I will say that Derwin James does possess a significant amount of athleticism. And I don't think this guy holds a candle to Sean Taylor, but he is worthy of being a number 10 pick, and I think this guy is a budding star in this league. So um, Sean Taylor was a superstar. Derwin James is going to be a big star in this league, I think, especially if he plays for Oakland, because he's going to kind of give these guys in the, in the AFC West enough to think about. It's a shame that he missed that whole year because you never quite got to see him develop and become the star he was supposed to be. And this year, Florida State had a really rough year, but yeah, he really State was rough. the heart and soul of that defense. I did watch a lot of Florida State, despite me being a Miami fan. I mean, Florida State was a very interesting watch just because you got to watch a dude like James Blackman develop. Yeah, another bad season, too. Francois in all kinds of trouble. Uh, yeah, there, it's not going to be pretty this year for Jimbo, Florida State. Jimbo hightailed it as quickly as he could. Uh, he saw the writing on the wall, but... <laughs> What I will say is that Derwin James, he was kind of the, from all from all accounts, and I talked to a lot of guys. Uh, um, I got a, I got a buddy I played high school football with. He writes for um, War Chant. Uh, his name is Bud Elliott. He's Shout out, a terrific, Bud. terrific journalist. Um, Come on, he pod was if you want. he yeah. I mean, we'd be more than welcome to have him. I mean, just awesome dude. But Derwin James, this guy was getting all the hype, and this guy's a full believer in him as well. And just from when you watch him on TV, when you watch that tape, when you watch some of his highlights, this guy's got the whole package. Maybe not, like if you're talking Minka Fitzpatrick is an, is an A, maybe Derwin's an A-, minus, because that's how good Minka is. Maybe that's the edge, and it could, be, it could end up being different. I mean, a lot of people see Tampa Bay wanting to do the Florida State thing, bring him in for the little ticket sales if you want right, to. Right. You know, bring bring the FSU dude to join with Jameis and have that whole fan base. The same dude, I will say this, the same guy, the same announcer does the Bucks games as he does the Knowles games mm-hmm. uh, on the weekends. So there might be a little bit of uh, marketing there. Hometown guy, yeah. You could trade them out, and I wouldn't even see a problem with it. And I think that's how close those dudes are. But I would take Derwin James if I was Oakland here. Definitely one. I, I agree with you. Um I think Chucky's going defense. Um, mm-hmm. When I when I made my pick in the uh, forward pass thinking pods right. Avengers draft, I went edge rusher. Mm-hmm. Um, still not going to give that up. You guys got to listen there next week. Interesting thought. Um, he doesn't have the measurables. You think he does? <laughs> oh, he's got the measurables where it counts. When when they're needed, they're there. Wait, what's that? <laughs> when they're needed, his measurables are there. Um, but yeah, I I think edge rusher more so than secondary. But, you know, it's up. Basically, they need to show up their defense. Their offense is where it needs to be, I think. Yeah. Uh, bringing in Jordy's Especially good. if they're healthy. Amari Cooper, hopefully he can catch yeah. the ball this year. And, you know, their, their running backs are fine. Yeah. Marshawn Lynch, you know, maybe he's all right. They got Doug Martin. Mm-hmm. You got... And from, from all accounts, Marshawn's buying into John Gruden. Yeah. So, from all accounts, uh, this, this looks to be a resurgence year. Uh, hopefully Gruden can get them to a winning way and make it interesting in the playoffs. I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender by any stretch right now. But that could change. That all could change, especially if Derwin James ends up being the real deal. So, Derwin James, pick 10. Pick Oakland. 10, Oakland. Let's move on to some, we'll call them draft storylines. Very good. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, there's, you know, we left trades and the possibility of them out of this particular top 10 mock It gets draft. complex when you, when yeah, you do that. Yeah, I don't want to throw you guys into all kinds of scenarios just because there's so many variables out there. Um, but what I will say is Buffalo... They hold two first-round picks, number 12 and 22. Um, 12 and 22, Arizona sits tight at number 15, obviously with future leverage. Um, you know, 
future first round draft picks to potentially deal. Buffalo pick up in free agency for a QB? Uh, AJ McCarron. That's right. AJ McCarron, which is kind of their safety net right. for a little while. Um, a lot of people are optimistic about him, despite his inability. If to... he's good, great. If he's bad, you say he was a backup. Yeah. What did you expect? Um, they're not paying we, him. We didn't get the trade we wanted for the yeah. QB we wanted, so so that's what we have. So that's a that's a really good safety plan for them. Um, the Dolphins also sitting at eleven, right outside that top ten, uh, could be players to move up. I've heard Adam Gase is infatuated with uh, Baker Mayfield. Which, you know what, in all honesty, at, at number 11 for the Dolphins to be able to get Baker Mayfield might be a very good pick for them. They're not going to be very good the next couple of years. And Did so you pick the pressure quarterbacks could be, uh, in your uh, mock? There are three quarterbacks. Uh, no, I, I let Josh Allen drop out of, right. that, out of that first round because so, there so are no trades. Yeah, right. But you could potentially be looking at Allen and Mayfield for, for trade-ups. Yes, and, and in all honesty, or Rosen, you could be or looking Donald. at Allen or Mayfield being picked up by the Giants and Jets in in succession. Right. Um, that's yeah, they, just the way I think things are going to go. They could all they could um, all four be gone in the top five picks, or yes. two of them could fall to ten to fifteen range. Very true, and that's why I said at the beginning of this pod that uh, the Giants are kind of the linchpin in this draft. If they try to pick a quarterback, there will be a run on potential trades up, depending on who they pick. Cleveland could be up for sale at the number four. Denver could even be up for sale at the number five. And Indy could be up for sale at number six. I mean, there's a lot yeah, of Miami, stuff Miami's out there to just be got leveraged. a little bit of a hard time because they don't have a lot of bargaining chips after and letting go of Landry and Sue. And... Nor do they not have enough cap room. I right. mean, letting go of Landry and Sue barely got them below the cap. Right. And, and I think the Dolphins are just in a bad way right now. They might be in a sit and wait if one of them's available. We'll exactly. take them. And but... don't forget, Ryan Tannehill's still in that roster, and he's going to average you know what I hate? at least a twenty-something million-dollar cap hit over the next two years. You know what I hate? So, people yeah. call him Tannehill. <laughs> Have you ever heard that? I've heard the that. Guy, the local radio guy said. I wouldn't even want to be called that if, I, if that I, was my it's real not name. A, it's not a thing. Yeah. So um, just just to let you know, I mean, we did go without trades, but I think there are going to be some trades depending on what the Giants yeah, some decide of these guys to do. Trying to move up. Buffalo's definitely positioning themselves to try and move up if they feel they need to. If yeah. they feel Denver's going to go for a quarterback, that they'll be looking there or they'll be looking to Indy. You know. They could full well be willing to get rid of, looking to Cleveland, you know, both of their, four. both of their number one picks this year and a number one pick next year to move up into the right spot to grab a guy. And if, if the Giants decide to shore up the quarterback position behind Eli Manning, you're going to see two quarterbacks go number one over or number one and two overall. And then all of a the sudden, Jets are 40%. Percent, and then, yes, three. exactly. The Jets aren't moving. So, the top three picks are going to be quarterbacks, and that leaves probably probably Mayfield and Lamar Jackson left on the board as potential first round picks. So if you're the if you're the Jets though, and say Donald and Rosen are taking one two, mm-hmm. and you wanted Rosen, okay, and he's gone, do you still Josh take Allen? Allen? You're going Josh Allen. You don't trade back, and I don't think they trade back. I don't think they try to get cute. I think they yeah. want a quarterback. They'll take him, and even though they have two quarterbacks, which is it's perplexing to me. But as far as you know, they moved from a guy that's, to take a quarterback, you know, that, that's why they that's, that's why, why they, they did it. So the there's yeah. there's no question that they are banking on grabbing one of these top three guys, and so they're in a perfect position to get a dude they can try to develop behind the two experienced players that they have already. Mm-hmm. Um, so automatically, four, five, and six become you know they become gold for these teams like Buffalo, Arizona. I mean, you're gonna start this, you're gonna start to see the deals try to come through, and Baker Mayfield. 
is sitting there as a prospect that could potentially be picked in the top three, or he could be picked in the in late, the you know, in, in, in the bottom 10 or the early teens. Yeah. And so the amount of money that transitions there could be up to $5 million a year in your contract based on the way the rookie slotting scale is, is uh, perceived. So, um, Baker Mayfield is hoping the Giants take a quarterback because that will only increase his value. And I could see the Jets totally going aside from Allen. I would take Allen over Mayfield. I'm just not a fan of the guy. I think he's talented. I think he's a good quarterback. I just think that from a developmental standpoint, yeah. Allen maybe has the bigger upside just out of size and strength and arm strength and all that kind of stuff. Um, however, don't be surprised if the Jets go up and take a Baker Mayfield. Um, I just went basically on my opinion in this top 10 without the possibility of trades. So um, definitely not counting out Baker Mayfield as being a top five draft pick. However, I will see, I could even see Denver taking him, but Baker Mayfield's value skyrockets if the Giants take a quarterback at two. So uh, that's one thing to watch out for. Uh, So just be watching out for those three teams, Buffalo, Arizona, Miami, trying to leverage their future to get up and take one of these quarterbacks that a lot of people believe to be the future of the league. Um, And you know the Dolphins are going to be wanting to get a guy of the future, especially as Brady tries to transition out of the game. The Dolphins? Hmm? You said the Dolphins. The Dolphins will be trying to get a quarterback. Oh, right, yeah. I got you. So um, they'll be trying to get a guy that can can win this division going forward. Which is also um, what Buffalo and the Jets are facing. Everybody's... Everybody's waiting for Brady to fall. It's going to be a very interesting first two hours of this draft, to say the least. Um, On the potential for Brady to fall, and then shortly after Belichick falls right behind, like, how long long is Belichick going to stick around after Brady's gone, or Mm -hmm. vice versa? If Belichick decides he's done coaching, but Brady still has a year or two in him, is he really going to stick around? I don't know. I don't think so either. I I don't know if you want to mess with the legacy like that and risk going out to a lesser proven coach. That's just waiting for a nosedive as soon as one of those guys is out. So um, we'll get to New England and their future of the draft here. Uh, Obviously, they have two picks coming up uh, in the late, in in the 20s, and obviously at number 31, being the Super Bowl runner up. Um, But one thing I did want to cover, and this is loosely related to, to New England. Was um, Odell Beckham's relevance in this a draft? A lot of noise around it. Uh, a lot of lot of noise around that. I mean, yes, the Giants brass came out and said, "We're not trading. We're not trading him. We're not trading him." But this guy, he, you know, he came into to to camp this past week. Um, he was a good soldier. He was there every day, uh, which is very good considering the the guy wants. He doesn't want to hold out. He just wants an extension which he's eligible to get now. And I think he's more than proven his value, even though I'm not... He might also be trying to woo some teams into trading him for him. See, I'm going to show up. Yes. And, and you know what? That's It's it's a brilliant move either way you want yeah. to go. Um, that That's a very good agent advice, I, I would I would say, that, that Odell is getting right now. Because if it was up to Odell, I don't know that he would be there. Just, just based on the behavior patterns that I've seen, I'm not a fan of the guy. I'm just not. He's the prototypical diva wide receiver. Keeping him on my fantasy. Team. Talented as all can be. However, Shout out I JP just for dropping don't know. Yeah. So I just don't know how if I would ever want this guy on my team. But I do respect his talent immensely. I'm not taking anything away from that. It's just He's not my. Good. It's just not my style. But Odell Beckham would no doubt make any other team in this league markedly better. And I think when a lot of people started to say that, okay, New England's dealing Brandon Cooks to the Rams for their first round draft pick at number twenty three. Um, 
oh, maybe they're positioning themselves to trade. That's their two first rounders the Giants were looking for. And I don't, you know, I will say one thing. Let me just add a hypothetical. What if the Patriots came to New to New York and said, "Hey, we want Odell. You, we'll give you twenty three and thirty one, and you get to keep number two. What do you do there? Um, I mean, don't I, be surprised if this could happen. But I will say that I would you take know, it apart of the Giants because you're rebuilding anyways. Eli's only got a couple years left in him. Yeah, so I would imagine that discussion's probably maybe already been had. But I just don't think the Giants want to come off him. I think the I Giants want to keep gonna him do that either. as a piece. Belichick yeah. loves the draft too much. He's yeah. not going to sell it for a, a hothead wide receiver. I mean, and and here's another thing: New England. I mean, it's obvious that Belichick is in his swan song. Brady is in his swan song as pieces of this. Brady's franchise. got twenty more years. <laughs> I don't believe that. I think he might have two. Um, I read a nice piece on the MMQB about. What Josh McDaniels and potential GM Nick Casario, who's already director of football operations, if I'm not mistaken, um, he's a well-known name if you follow front office circles and all that kind of stuff, and he believes in the Belichick way and all that kind of stuff. So obviously they're going to be wanting to carry on from that going on in New England. They're going to be wanting to carry on, and Josh McDaniels obviously, for all intents and purposes, turned down the uh, the Indianapolis job because I'm pretty sure he was promised yeah. To take over for Bill Belichick after everything he was said a, and done. He got a wink-wink there. He got a wink-wink there and was is brought in to, to explore the possibilities, and I think that's when he declined Indianapolis. These two picks right here are tantamount for the future of this franchise and for building depth. And you don't want to be stuck in 2020 going into this draft like the article I read said. Um, and it was a greatly written uh, article that kind of chronicled what they could potentially be going into knowing that they'd be probably picking in the early to mid-20s as a playoff team, but they got these two pieces that they were able to pick in 2018, and they don't have to mortgage their future and try to pay an expensive wide receiver like Odell. Well, yeah, and, and, and in two years, are you going to build around Odell? The Giants have tried that, and it hasn't really worked. No. Um, I, Especially they, since Odell wants 20. Yeah, they need, 20 to, they need to shore up their defense a little bit. You know, there were some holes there that you could definitely see throughout the playoffs last season and, right. and sometimes during the season. And it, it's not just, you know, Belichick sitting Malcolm Jenkins it's, mm-hmm. or Malcolm Butler, sorry. Um, it's, they had holes on their defense on their front seven. It, it's very small and, you know, they, they had all kinds of issues on their defense besides Malcolm Butler. So yeah. it's not, I, I don't think you give up those two prime, like those are two good spots to find defensive starters. Yeah. They might not start this year necessarily, right. but they're going to be defense starters. Two or three exactly. years down. Or, or potentially an offensive lineman to, right. uh, to alleviate the loss that they just suffered. Or maybe Saquon Barkley falls down to 22. <laughs> yeah, no. could, they could only hope. Um, however, what you know, what I'm going to say is Brady's on his way out. Belichick's on his way out. they got to start building for the future. And I think this whole Brady-Gronkowski pseudo-revolt against the Belichick way, that's nothing, guys. Okay. Brady's in Qatar right now. Qatar, excuse me. Doing some charity both thing. Are correct. But, you know, Gronkowski's still mulling whether or not he's going to play. He's going to play. But I think that, you know, Gronkowski's kind of more mad about how, like, Dante Moncrief makes as much as him now. And we all look at the value that Gronkowski has. And I get that he's a tight end, and that's kind of the salary structure of a tight end. But he's so much more than that. And I think anybody that's willing to listen to this podcast, anybody that's willing to listen to any football podcast, knows that Rob Gronkowski is worth so much more to the New England Patriots than $9 a year. And I think he has every right 
every right to hold out for an extension or a, a, a bump in pay for this one year to get him through to where he wants to be when he wants to go into retirement and be a social icon like he already is. You well, know? that's so, another place. That's another spot you look at 23 and 31 is tight end. Mm-hmm. I mean, that they haven't found a replacement for Aaron Hernandez in the last, what, five years since he's been arrested? But Well, I will ask this question. Did Aaron Hernandez matter to the development of Rob, Rob Gronkowski? No. No, no, he didn't. But it's it's what Belichick wants but to have, do is find a right, second he, one. He wants, two, yes. he wants two tight ends that can move and catch the ball, mm-hmm. and he had that with Hernandez, and Hernandez murdered several people, most likely, um, allegedly. <laughs> um, it, and he he lost that, and he's he's tried it with Dwayne Allen, he's tried it with Martellus mm-hmm. Bennett. You know, it, he's never. Well, he did win found the Super Bowl it. without Gronk with Martellus Bennett. Okay, so I mean, they because can, of Martellus Bennett, no, <laughs> but he did prove to be at least pseudo valuable down yeah, that stretch. I mean, yeah, I mean, he, he's they can work. Martellus with Bennett is a good backup. Dwayne yeah. Allen could be a good backup. He wasn't in New England for so, whatever reason. They didn't. He was lost I just there, think for New England's purposes, they should explore they, giving they Gronk picks. a raise. Yeah. And and beca- just to keep him happy, to keep him a player, because when the dude's healthy, I, he's one of the top five players in this league, bar none, as far as the impact you can make in a game. There's nobody that can guard him No, in this game. I mean, you could put your best corner he on guards him. Good luck. The you only way to guard him is him, good him getting injured. I mean, yeah. and that's so, that happens often. Case in point, the Patriots-Jaguars game. You know, I mean, they took him out, and that game got real tight. You yeah. know, so um, it always was tight. But, you know, New England still found a way to win and get past it. So there's that catch-22. It was like, we can win without Gronk, but we like Gronk because he's dominant. But I still side with Gronk is that he should be making more money. Get, get your money. Yeah, get your money, dude, while you still can. I mean, that, that goes so, for every player. I'm never going to say, like, teams overpay players, but if a player can get it, he's worth it. I yeah. mean, if somebody, you're worth what somebody's willing to pay you. Exactly. And, so um, Gronk would get paid more if he was out on the open market. Obviously, I still think New England's the favorite to win the NFC East. I don't think there's anybody coming. Well, for New them. England's in the AFC. AFC East. So they're going to have a really hard time winning the NFC East. That would probably be a little bit more difficult. But um, but anyway, New England with these two draft picks, I think they're they're thinking more future down the line, yeah. building depth. And I think that's where you do it in this draft because, like I said at the beginning, well, they need to because you know, these, these other three teams in the AFC East are have been bad and. Can be probably for they're all going to be purposes will be bad. They're this going year. to be bad for a couple more years. They've got a reprieve. They're going to be building. Yes, they're, and this is the perfect time think, for New England to rebuild in their own sense. Right, Buffalo. So. Buffalo's going to start to figure it out a little bit. Miami, you know, hopefully they figure it, it out. And the still Jets think it's going to be a rough it. couple yeah. of years for Miami. So yeah. um, wow. definitely not where they're going to want to be. And I know it's going to it's going to eat in the fan base. However, I will say, hey, come twenty twenty. You guys are going to be in great shape. Just hold on to your draft picks. Don't buy into this fool's gold. There'll be another quarterback coming out somewhere along the way. If Tannehill's not your guy going forward, Dolphins fans, keep your head up. You're going to be competitive. You're just not Literally going to be great. Quarterbacks every You're year. just not going to be good, you, but you'll be competitive. But the best place you want to be is picking in that top 10 over these next couple of drafts. Shore that up. Maybe stack a few picks, and you'll be fine. So I've said that to Miami Dolphins friends of mine. I'm just like, I just don't see anything special happening for you guys over the next two years or so. Even if they get a quarterback, it's (laughs) So just play for the future. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's all we got on the uh, 2018 draft Mm -hmm. Uh, coming up here. Coming up next week, we'll we'll keep you posted, you know. Check us out on Twitter, at APA something. Uh, Email us, podcastaboutsomething at Mm gmail.com. 
Listen on iTunes, or it's Apple Podcasts now, sorry. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, SoundCloud. That's yeah, the main SoundCloud. Um, um, we'll be check having... us out on next week on the Forward Past Thinking Audio Content Podcast. Very uh, good. We'll be I'm uh, excited for that. Yeah, and uh, after uh, Avengers: Infinity War, we'll be doing a, a review. Uh, yeah, a review a of review Avengers: of that. And Infinity also, War. Same night, first round of the draft. So we might be doubling up, doing a little recount of the first round of the draft. Maybe if maybe. you want. Um, we'll have to see. Yeah, that, that's that that's might up be, in there. That might be a long night for us, but yeah. we're you know if if it falls into the you know if the I'll chips be on fall central, away, I'll be on central time during that time, so <laughs> I'll be all right. If the chips fall the way they should, we'll be doing a review of both. However, we'll be prioritizing Infinity War. Obviously, a little contingent of our podcast involves superhero movies and stuff like that. We like to talk a little bit of pop culture and and all that kind of stuff. It's not all sports here, but we do enjoy them. So if you got any comments, suggestions of topics, and especially if you saw the movie before our podcast comes out and we're able to record, make sure you uh, submit those thoughts, those theories to us as best you can. Uh, Twitter, email, whatever you want to do. We got our website, podcastaboutsomething.com. We'll see it. Yeah, we'll see it wherever, however you want to get it to us. So we're excited about it. Keep in touch. Stay classy.